0: a production of Word South, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast. Helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers.
1: What's the best way to reboot your computer repair service and what can it mean for your company? That's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Andy Johns. Happy that you're joining uh, us today. My guest uh, for this episode is Eric Giewis of Silver Star Communications. He is the director of marketing there. Eric, thanks for joining me. Happy to be here. Now, you guys are right out. uh, This will be our first episode of Season 3 for us, 2018. And I thought it was cold here in Tennessee um, but uh, you guys are right on the border between Wyoming and Idaho, correct? So it's it's probably a different uh, different level of cold out there, I would imagine.
0: Well, we're having a little bit of a heat wave today. It's going to be a high of 39, which is highly unusual this time of year. We've actually been down into the uh, negative digits at night and in the teens and 20s during the day. So we've got a little bit of a Banana belt thing going on, but it'll get cold again, and I'm sure the snow is on its way.
1: Sure, well, it's a beautiful area and a lot of great skiing, a lot of great fly fishing. So if you ever have a chance to get out there, um, maybe visit Eric, and uh, it'll be a, a worth your trip for sure. Um, today we were going to talk about computer repair because um, it sounded like uh, from the, the the way that we had talked previously. Um, you you guys at, at Silver Star have kind of reinvigorated. I think that was your word, reinvigorated your computer repair program uh, back in 2016. So, what does it mean when you say that you guys have reinvigorated that program?
0: Well, when I came here in late 2015, we had uh, two PC bench repair techs um, in two different locations. We're we're located in five different markets, and then. Uh, three of our markets, we have, um, PC repair services. It's also cell phone repair and and other things that we can talk about a little bit later, but it just kind of existed and there was really no uh, awareness about it being put out there. Um, again, when I came here in the beginning of 2015, um, I, I was also made aware that we actually had branded this service, uh, back in 2011 or so. And I think um, over the over the f- three or four or five years, um, it just kind of fizzled by the wayside, and we focused on other things from a marketing perspective. So we decided um, we actually lost one of our PC repair techs. And as you can imagine, in rural areas like this, there's a lot of techno geeks out in the world, but not necessarily in High abundance in rural areas. So, (laughs) we actually promoted one of our uh, PC bench techs and we had a gap there for a while. And then we hired a a new person who came in and we thought, well, we've got a full staff in place. Um, Let's put some energy behind this and um, make folks aware that we're in this business and see if we can drive some more store traffic. Sure. So, um, basically, we kicked this off uh, Techstar as something that we trademarked back in 2011. And I, when I spoke with our legal and regulatory folks, they made me aware of that. And I thought, well, let's not reinvent the wheel. It's a great brand name right. for this type of service. So, so we reinvigorated um, the business through uh, an awareness campaign. Um, we wrote a creative brief, and, and then we worked with our partners over at the Pivot Group to develop an awareness campaign to kick off um TechStar again.
1: Okay. And uh so I guess just some basics on TechStar. You mentioned it just a second ago, but um what kind of services are they doing? Is it, it sounds like it started off maybe just computer, but now you're doing a little bit in the way of mobile devices?
0: Well, it, it was mobile devices as well, but okay. um, it, it's pretty much the same services as it was back then. Uh so that includes, you know, f- phone screen repair and um, tablet screen repair and then computer repair um, cleaning component replacement um, you know installing new hard drives memory cards motherboards that kind of thing then we also do um, software installation and upgrades and uh, virus removal so the main things that some people get confused with at home we help out with okay but Outside of that, I think since we've reinvigorated it, um, we've also launched another service called home zone, which may be a topic for another podcast, but okay. uh-huh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's basically our residential managed Wi-Fi offering and, um, it's administered through our service center, which is separate from our PC repair business. But we do get phone calls from folks asking for help to connect new devices and, and, um, because uh, not everybody's savvy about that. So that would be, I think, the new addition to the PC Bench uh, lineup of services.
1: Certainly. And that's that's something I've, I've heard a lot of folks uh, discuss or either already getting into or, or considering jumping into. So that may be something we need to revisit um, at a, uh, a future episode. Have you noticed anything uh, in terms of the demand or what customers are asking for uh, for service? Has, has that changed over the years, I have the most popular things that they're they're wanting done. Does that changed over the years, or has it been pretty much consistent?
0: Well, you know, with smartphones becoming more and more of uh, daily life, if if not already, um, I would say that smartphones and tablets have um, become an increased part of the business. Um, but there are still people that bring in their laptops and desktops, and um, but I would say that smartphone and handheld devices in general, um, have increased.
1: Okay. Um, and this, um, you know, feel free to share as much as as much or as little as you would like, uh, with this question, but, uh, so the repair service, um, uh, is the intent is that to be a profit center or a revenue stream, or is it more about positioning the company as the tech experts and, and taking care of those customers you have? How is it viewed internally?
0: Well, I wouldn't say profit center, but I would say in a perfect world, yes. Um certainly we want it to be profitable. When when our when our techs aren't working on customer devices, they actually also assist our retail sales folks with um reconfiguring uh routers and gateways and so forth. So they're they're busy all the time and um it is I would say slightly profitable. But the main goal really Was to drive incremental store traffic and have more customer engagement. Because anytime you can engage a customer, you have an opportunity to to deepen that relationship and also determine whether or not there's some other needs they might have for other products and services, including, um, you know, internet speed upgrades, as an example. Okay. So so the business is really, I guess, what we like to call the sticky factor. (laughs) Okay. So... With the idea of being the more subscribers you have, the more products and services that we can offer, the greater likelihood that our customers will think about Silverstar for all of their communication and technology needs. And, um, and so we, we want to be viewed as, as sort of their technology go-to place.
1: Absolutely. Now I, and I didn't ask you this, uh, didn't give you a heads up at all, but do you have any idea how common it is or how frequent it is when people come in thinking there's something wrong with their computer, but really what they need, like you said is is faster um, broadband service or you know moving the route around something like that. How often do you feel like that happens when they come in for one problem and they wind up, as you said, um, you know finding out another need and needing to, to upgrade their service or, or something else along those lines?
0: Oh, it happens all the time. I mean, I I can't give you a ratio, but um, e- interestingly enough, uh, w- one of our employees right now is testing out um, uh, gig service and actually incrementally lowering the service, lowering the service to a slower speeds over time to see if they can determine any difference in the user experience. And, and what we found out is. There's a lot of devices out there that aren't capable of using faster speeds. So you might have a laptop that's 5 or 10 years old, and I'm making this up, but you might have 100 meg speed, but your um, laptop might only be able to register 50 just because of the technology inside of the device can't take advantage of those faster speeds. So there is an opportunity to educate customers about, older technology, not being able to take advantage of faster speeds and and having them look at um, purchasing newer and better technology.
1: And do you guys have that technology? I know sometimes a a tech team like this, like Techstar, will have products available for sale. Do you guys have any kind of retail where you, you sell that kind of
0: technology? Well, we do for mobile devices. We sell smartphones and tablets um, we we aren't in the computer selling business, but we do obviously stock components are are able to order components to repair uh laptops and desktops
1: okay uh, a couple of things about the since this is a you know a marketing um geared podcast um more so than the technical side uh, i'll steer us back in that direction but if um what do you think some of the keys uh, were to the the reboot, or the reinvigorating? I, I think you had talked about um, getting the faces of a lot of the techs out there really seeming to make a difference. So what do you think were some of the keys to being successful in, in reinvigorating Techstar?
0: Well, uh, for starters, I think just <laughs> reinvigorating, once again, the awareness that we had this business uh, available to customers. And Um, So we went from zero to 60 in terms of uh, awareness through impressions and engagement in store, and and that led to also word of mouth. But it it really has been more of an awareness um, uh, campaign, and um, we went right out of the gate. We really started this um, fully last year before the school season, reminding people that, hey, you know, now's the time to get your uh, PCs and computers and so forth tuned up and looked at before the school year starts. So we actually put together a campaign that included print ads, uh, e-blasts, sidewalk signs, blog, and social media content. Uh, we had a radio ad. We we put a um, banner specific to TechStar on our homepage. Um, we also have what are called bright signs. They're actually TV. Um, signs in our stores, and so we made a slide for that. We also did bill messages, um, point-of-sale flyers. We promoted it uh, in the fair guides in our two uh, fair areas. And then we also did billboards, which, (laughs) going back to what you said earlier, uh, the idea behind the way we launched the campaign was to put uh, really faces, to the brand and two years ago we launched a campaign called we're right next door and it wasn't meant to do anything more than to let folks know that we live and work here just like you do and we're right around the corner for all of your technology needs and so we did a photo shoot of all of our retail sales folks and um, uh, did print advertising and, and billboard advertising and it was very successful in terms of you know, people seeing, uh, I guess, <laughs> all local celebrities as much as they can be in rural markets uh, at the post office and the grocery store and at school events and so forth. And so they, they recognize these folks when they come into our store and help build a stronger relationship between the customers and our retail sales folks. So we took that same concept with our Techstar uh, campaign and, and did a photo shoot with our techs and uh, much to their chagrin, put them up on billboards. <laughs> I'm and, sure.
1: I'm sure they loved that.
0: <laughs> well, text tech, tax seemed to tend to be kind of shy, but um, they were okay with it over time, and I think they kind of got a kick out of it finally. But uh, it, it's been a it's been a really good launch, right? I should say relaunch of our TechStar business, and um, uh, it it kind of it it shows that these people live and work here and we're not some kind of big behemoth company somewhere else so uh, and i guess the other part of it is is i think you know we live in an area where the closest best buy with the geek squad is about an hour and a half away so the other thing we wanted to um make people aware of is you don't have to drive in one to four hours to the big city quote unquote uh, to uh, get your computer repaired, because you can do it right here in uh, in Star Valley or Teton Valley.
1: Certainly. I know that uh, for some of the magazines that we do at Word South, we do a lot of newsletters and magazines, and, and some of those, they include a tech tips um, column in there that's by the techs that do computer repairs. and And we've had folks uh, come into the store with the magazine and say, I want to talk to this guy uh, right. you know, because they, you know, with his picture and they, they, cause they know he knows what he's talking about. And I'm, I'm sure it's the same way. You know, when you have the experts on the billboard, it really positions them that way in, in people's minds, which I'm, I'm sure is a benefit.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because I think there's some really simple things that we who work in this industry take uh, for granted. Um and for instance, I wrote an article not long ago uh, to ed- help educate people as to how people talk about things like modems and routers and gateways because it is confusing to a lot of people. So I, uh, I wrote an article and we put it on our blog post and we got a lot of positive feedback from that. And even though it sounds very rudimentary, again, for those who uh, those of us who work in this business, there's a lot of people who appreciate that kind of basic information and to the, that being said, I had a conversation with my team this morning about um, a, a customer who called and um, was, uh, had, had re- acquired a couple of new tablets uh, over the holidays. And, um, and it was for their kids, and their kids were using them and probably using them a lot. And uh, determined that uh, they weren't performing like they would like, and that's because they only had a 10-meg speed. And so, I think there's an opportunity to to let folks know, or at least help them understand that the more devices you have connected to the internet, the more traffic that's going through it. And if you have slower speeds, you may, may need to reconsider um, upgrading.
1: Certainly, yeah. That's uh, I know that's something a lot of folks are struggling with to get that information across. Uh, a couple of more questions for you before I let you go here. Um, but how how do you think that just Being so much more visible with the Techstar program, how do you think that has changed the way, or do you think it has changed the way that people think about you guys?
0: Uh, Yeah, I do. I mean, you know, we as a company, I like to think, are pretty progressive in the rural communications market. And, you know, Silver Star Incorporated in 1948, and it was Silver Star Telephone Company at the time. And in the early 90s, when we launched the internet business, we evolved ourselves into calling ourselves Silver Star Communications. And I think even since then, um, not that we're changing our name anytime soon, but you know, we've gotten into lots of different businesses and lots of different markets. And so we provide commercial business solutions, um, cloud-based services, data, data center services. Uh, manage Wi-Fi. And when you add computer repair on top of that, um, we're really positioning ourselves as a technology company. So we still offer standard phone service and wireless phone service and certainly internet. But when you start adding these technology components, you start to kind of transform yourself into a go-to technology company. And this Techstar business uh, reinforces that position.
1: Definitely. I think that's where that's where you want to be uh, these days for sure. Yeah. So the last thing that I have for you then is, is let's say there's somebody um, and I've talked to folks who are on the fence um, about starting a device repair or a computer repair business. Um, maybe they're thinking about it or maybe they're like you guys were back a few years ago where they've just kind of let it fall behind the wayside what have you learned over this process um, that would give you um, kind of some, some wisdom there to pass on to them or, or what are some pieces of advice you would give them uh, if they're looking to either start a new uh, service like that or uh, reinvigorate, uh, as you say, one that has fallen by the wayside?
0: Well, I think we've done a pretty good job in terms of reinvigorating. So I, you know, I think the model that we uh, developed to take it, back into the marketplace, worked well. So I guess I would say do what we did there. But if you're just starting, um, and if you want to make it a profit center, if I were to do that all over again, the first thing I'd do is survey my customer base to try and gauge the demand and and determine what the take rate might be for those types of services. I mean, if you don't have the customers there um, and there's no interest, then there's – a big waste of investment. So, uh, I mean, you'll need to hire a qualified staff and then there's the, um, tools and technology that you need to be able to, to make these repairs and fixes. And, um, so I, I think my best advice would be to really survey your marketplace and that could be your existing customer base. And it'd be easy enough to do through a, any kind of survey mechanism to determine really, uh, what the interest level is
1: excellent idea. Like you said, you put all the work into it you want, but if the customers aren't there, it's not going to, uh, it's not going to really matter. So thanks for, thanks for that wisdom.
0: Well, and, and, you know, I can echo that by experience and that we were, and again, this is probably a topic for another conversation, but, um, you know, we, we've been trying really hard to get into the, uh, home security business and, um, it became quite clear in, uh, especially where we live, where people don't lock their doors at night. Um, if you're not locking your doors at night, there's not a big demand for, uh, security services. So, so that's one we've, we've sort of, uh, we've sort of decided to put on the back burner for the moment.
1: Okay. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's an important thing to consider too. I hadn't really thought about that, but, um, well, I appreciate you sharing those insights, kind of telling us your story of how, uh, how you guys went about this. And I think it's something that hopefully will be helpful to a lot of folks. Um, so he is Eric Giewis, Director of Marketing with Silver Star Communications in Freedom, Wyoming. Eric, thanks for joining me.
0: Uh, happy to do it, Andy. Um, thanks very much for the opportunity.
1: Sure. And I'm your host, Andy Johns. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Until we talk again, keep telling your story.
0: You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company.